All right, Jim, can we please have a one-word prompt? Oh, I forgot about this part. Uh, a bar. 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 All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Bars make me think of signals. I'm going to be traveling to Europe soon, and I just remembered, like, oh, yeah, I have to check whether or not my phone will work. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have bars. Like special oh, SIM card and all that? Yeah, I better not have to. I don't want to have to deal with any of that. I hope I don't have to do anything. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Over Talking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests. And this week we watched The Rehearsal on HBO Max. I feel like that's a lot of the solo episodes. I like talk for two minutes straight and then Ken's like, cool. And then we move on <laughs> to the next thing. <laughs> I don't know much about uh, roaming in Europe on, uh, iPhone, on phones. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you haven't been since like high school or something? Uh, not to, no, not to Europe. Yeah. I don't travel as much as I used to. I don't yeah. know why. Maybe it's cause I have to pay for it now, but I'm old. <laughs> that, yeah. That could be it. <laughs> that, might, that might be it. Yeah. Should we bring in our guest? Yeah. Let's just get right to it. Yeah. All right. This week we have returning guest Jim Plackey. Welcome back. Hey, Hi, Jim. thanks for having me back. Host of talking over, over talking. <laughs> host of talking over, over talking. Host of the bullshot podcast. Host That's right. of... Putting my kids to bed every night with a bedtime story. Number one dad. Number one dad. I have the mug. It says number one dad right on it. It's official. I mean, they don't make more than one of those mugs. No, they don't. Now, do you have the shirt? Because my dad has the shirt. So you can't have have that one. I do just just the mug. And I never use it. I never drink out of it. It's terrible thermal. Like The heat just comes right out of it. I thought you were going to say it's too sacred. You don't want to damage it. Who in the year 2022 is drinking out of a regular ass ceramic mug, right? I got look at this thing. You do? This This guy. CJ, I thought you got the ember like I have. No. No? I love mugs. You didn't get the ember? Come on. I own like 20 regular mugs. I have a big, like, uh, what are they called? A big thermos thing that coffee goes into. There's there's another, what's the word for it? There's there's another word. Thermos. thermos, yeah. You said you literally said thermos. <laughs> you literally thing, said it. And then the word? think of the word for thermos. I thought that wasn't it, but I got. I finally. <laughs> it took me years to finally buy one of those. Even though, yeah, I'm ashamed of my previous coffee setup. Was I do pour overs, but it was pouring over straight into a mug and then sliding that over into a second mug, and then <laughs> so when I got done with the first mug, I would have to reheat up. The second mug. I was going to say, how quickly do you drink your coffee? Not like, not that quick. Yeah. So that I would have to like nuke the second mug. Oh, and then you, ruin, you you spent all that time doing a pour yeah. over, and then you know. ruin it in the microwave. Look, I said I was ashamed by this. That's why I finally okay. bought a thermos. Is what if there's called. anything I know? It's coffee snobbery. That's right. I yeah. know how to shame the fuck out of some people for bad coffee. I don't definitely don't weigh my water or how much oh, beans I, I, I'm using. All right, well the show's over now. You guys can talk about the rehearsal. I gotta go. This is awful. I've got a system that works for me. I buy the pre-ground Starbucks coffee uh, and put that into a machine. Uh, so I think I'm the worst out of all of us. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, at least you're not making good coffee and then ruining it. <laughs> No, That's true. You're not buying, yeah, at least you're not buying like really good coffee and then just haphazardly throwing it hot water on top of it and hoping uh, good coffee comes out the other side. Uh-huh. I let it plume and everything. I know how to do plume? the plume. Yeah, plume. Isn't that what 
Is that what it's what called? What does that mean? Is when smoke comes out off. Yeah. Bloom. 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 Oh, I, well, I don't even know what that means. What does bloom uh, mean? So bloom is when you pour the water over it and the grounds kind of like come to the top. They, why they, do they do that? Uh, they bloom up to the top. I don't know. Heat rises? I don't know. <laughs> I, <this laughs> some some uh, sort of heat. I yeah, know. I don't know. Some chemicals and stuff. Freshly roasted coffee beans still have CO2 in them and you're degassing the coffee beans. The CO2 yeah. is coming off the... <sighs> I do. I do grind them like... Per use, so I buy good. whole beans, good. and then that's good. I only grind as much as I'm using. Waste and of I, time. Should be pre-ground. <laughs> just let it yeah. sit out. It does. It, no, it can't get stale. So does your, just let yeah, it. does your Starbucks <laughs> coffee come pre-burnt too when you're making it? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure I reburn it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, awful. Does, is this a common question? I feel like I'm breaking the fourth wall. Like five minutes in, but uh, on my thing, I have no waveform. Like it's not showing any, uh, that's yeah. normal. Yeah. That's it normal. is normal. I noticed that and I freaked out last record because right. I noticed it like 30 minutes in. And I was like, oh no, did we not get any? But yeah, yeah it's a weird. I, stupid app. I see it, but I don't know if it's because I'm like the host or whatever. But oh, probably. Yeah, I remember that being a normal thing with Suncast. That's so weird that they wouldn't show it to the guest. Like the person who's only here once every year is like, yeah. right. hey, I'm doing your show by <laughs> yeah. not recording my audio. Yeah. Yeah, it's this. Uh, this app sucks, uh, but it's free, so we're gonna keep using it. It's free. It works. It, uh, it's good enough. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's Man, if only we could have rehearsed that, right? Wow. Hey. Whoa. Segway. That's right. We're gonna talk about the rehearsal. Nathan Fielder's newest project on HBO Max coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. I've been told my personality can make people uncomfortable, but I've learned that if you plan for every variable, a happy outcome doesn't have to be left to chance. This conversation's going pretty well. Yes. So that's no accident. Everything that's happened today, <laughs> I've rehearsed it. Hey, hi, Nathan. Dozens of times. Uh, in a replica of your home. And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast, and once again by returning guest Jim Plackey, and we're talking about the rehearsal. Jim, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never heard or seen Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal, what it's all about. Ready, go. In The Rehearsal, Nathan Fielder finds people who have complex situations and they're they're they want to rehearse them before they do them in real life and he creates elaborate sets and walks them through a rehearsal of their terrifying moment and hijinks ensue oh wow got it under time just hijinks no hilarity ensues you tell me because i I think hilarity ensues i also think hilarity ensues i laughed tell me I am telling so, you, it does. So full disclosure, Jim approached us specifically with this show in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I want to thank him up top for, for doing so because this was interesting conversations because I genuinely am not totally sure what I watched. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the point, yeah. Right off the top. This will be the only time I like try to take over maybe. But I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you're if you're listening to this and you did not watch the rehearsal, if you are going to watch the rehearsal, yeah. if you get 15 minutes into this and you think you're going to watch the rehearsal, stop listening to this and go yeah. watch the rehearsal. Because the Thank less the less you the less expectations that you bring to this show, the better it's going to be. 
and you can come back and listen to this anytime it'll live on the internet until the heat death of the universe so go watch the rehearsal and yeah which will be in like six years but um (laughs) Come back and listen. Uh, listen to this after you've seen the rehearsal because you should. You should definitely just go into it a blank slate. Now, yeah, we don't say that enough. Uh, and also, yeah. it's only like three hours total, so yeah. it's, it's not a episodes. huge time sink. Yeah, it's a. It's one Shin Godzilla. <laughs> That's right. Just get wow. in there, watch this instead of Shin Godzilla. What a pull! <laughs> Probably episode like sixty or something. Jesus. Yeah. Well, my son is like way into Godzilla, so I keep I retain a lot of Godzilla knowledge now. Ah, nice, he's really into Godzilla. All right, Jim. So, why did you want to talk about this show? Because how can you not? Like, it's all I want to do. <laughs> fair. I was screaming fair. in my house. Like, I was like, I had to talk. I was the only one watching it in my house, and it, it was over. And I was like, I have to tell everyone about this show. Like, I have to talk, and I and I want to know what people think because. I think what's the most interesting thing about the show is that uh, based on other, so I, I have talked to the show about other people about the show since I watched it. Um, and that the really interesting thing I think about it is that it's almost like a mirror, like whatever you think it is, is what it is. Because I think it's a lot of things. I think I saw, I see the whole thing. Like, I think I understand the whole thing, but I'm an asshole, right? Like I, I, I listen and watch things critically and drink beers critically and do things like that. But I think most people who just sit down and consume something, like I, whatever you thought it was going into it and whatever you wanted it to be when it was over is what you think it is. Hmm. Interesting. I think that's what's like kind of brilliant and interesting about the whole thing. I mean, we could go down every possible rabbit hole. I, could, yeah. I, we, I don't like, what did you guys think? What well, did yeah, you let's, think let's the explore show it. Was yeah. Well, let's let's even go a step beyond that. CJ, what did you want it to be, and then what did you think it was? To be honest, I just didn't want it to be as cringy as Nathan for you. That's that's mostly what <laughs> I was worried about. <laughs> I I have only seen I think a handful of episodes of Nathan for you because it was hard to watch at times. However, I do love. Uh, How to with John Wilson, which Nathan Fielder is like a producer on or something. That show is amazing, which probably people would argue is maybe just as cringy at times, but I think it's brilliant. So this one, I purposely looked nothing up ahead of time. I knew it was Nathan Fielder. I knew it was going to be his style and that's it. Like went into it totally blind other than, yeah, had heard a couple other people mention it and highly recommend it. But they made sure to like stop there. They were just like, "You should watch it." I'm not going to tell you anything else. And and for the listeners, well, I guess everyone would have watched it at this point because we did the disclaimer. So everyone should get his style <laughs> at this point, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's one of the one of the other fascinating things about it too, because I think one of the ways you can watch this show, and one of the things that I think that this show is, is a sequel to Nathan for you. Mm-hmm. I think. I, okay, we're gonna get into it. I think the subtext of the show is that it's an apology for Nathan for you. I think it, I think there's a lot of times huh. when when people are talking on this show. You know, we should establish something else for for people who are, don't give a shit and don't want to watch it and just want to listen to us talk about it, it. It is presented as a documentary. It's presented as these are real people who yeah. are who are really doing this thing, um, who are really doing this thing with Nathan Fielder, this real rehearsal. And I, and I think that that's more, that's the most simple way to watch it. I think it's the way most people, if you went, if you go and read reviews, if you go and read critical analysis of the show now, weeks afterwards, it's, since it's over, you find a lot of articles that are just like, wow, what a fascinating 
like slice of human like drop like all these people you know all this stuff so it's really it just shows that like it, I, I can't wait to talk about it but it's really hard to talk about yeah. i i <laughs> don't think it's okay so the first episode is a guy who's lied to his bar trivia page friends for years he has a master's degree and he wants to mm-hmm. come clean about it uh, well it turns out it's like one woman it's like one woman who wants to like confess she sends him uh, job listings that require a master's degree. So she yeah. wants he wants to tell her, hey, you can stop sending me those. I don't really have a master's degree. That episode, um, regardless of how uh, real it is or how maybe scripted it was or maybe how edited it was, that episode is sleight of hand. That episode is a magic trick. It's to make people who watched Nathan for You believe that this show is more of the same. Because I believe that after that, the show's completely bullshit. I don't think any of it's real. I don't. I think that they use real people to. Uh, so it's a number of things. I think it's a Nathan for you. See, there are moments where the people in the show are saying things that I think it's Nathan talking to himself. Like, you know, there's characters who say to Nathan in the show, like, you know, not everything has to be make believe or whatever. Right? They're talking to Nate. Like, they're talking to him. It's like, like I said, it's like an apology for. So for those who didn't see Nathan for you. Nathan for you was another documentary style show where he found small business owners and pitched them like help. He he was supposed to help small business owners, but he pitched them comedic dumb ideas that didn't work on purpose, like to make a funny show. Mm -hmm. And I think he gets a lot of shit for that. Now. I think there's a lot of people who look back on Nathan for you and go, that show was kind of cruel. That was kind of mean what he was doing to people. So if you watch the rehearsal through that lens, you can see him kind of like apologizing for that style of comedy or like that thing that he did to those people. Cause the, all the people who are quote unquote real in the rehearsal all end up hating Nathan and all end up giving him shit about stuff and like all end up shitting on him and like telling him that his stuff is dumb and this rehearsal is dumb and like it didn't do anything. He doesn't actually help anybody in the rehearsal. Like, yeah, so that's he one, the first guy, maybe. Yeah, but he ends up. Then he, but then he ends up breaking that trust by telling him that he rigged the answer yeah. to the trivia. It ends up falling apart in the end, no matter what. True. Um, another way to look at it in the rehearsal. So, so the rehearsal ends up getting very inceptiony, where he starts rehearsing the rehearsals of the rehearsals. Yeah. Every time he rehearses with a fake person, every time he rehearses with somebody who's the fake version of a person who's in a real rehearsal that person lashes out at him and like he like he, he they they're mean to him like they're like you're an idiot why would you think this blah 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 when he goes back to the real rehearsal and gets to that moment it's no big deal it's yeah. like another it's like another layer right like hey it turns out that if you're just honest with people like up front and you're like and you are you know people inherently are not going to fight you about stuff but you don't get into like fights really in real life so there's another layer there where like the rehearsals of the rehearsals are actually like way worse than the actual real life incident, which probably isn't real. Like, so it, it, there's so many layers to everything. It's crazy. Yeah. It just keeps folding in on itself with each episode. And yeah, you're rehearsing the rehearsal. He hires a Nathan actor to try to, see from other people's perspective but then keeps going deeper and deeper right and everything is so above and beyond elaborate with the recreations uh maybe not the acting or you know but the sets yeah yeah recreating the bar 
the show is pitched as a comedy. But really, the funny parts are never, like, any real human moments. The funny parts are always, like, he built a bar in a warehouse. Like, oh, my God, who would do this? Like, that's so funny. Right. Um, And then ships that to a different state. Not just builds it, but then pays to have it moved. Yeah. I mean, definitely all the funny parts are manufactured, at least, for the most part. There are some characters, whether or not they're real, who say some pretty batshit crazy stuff that uh-huh. is kind of funny as well. Uh, but most of the funny things are, yeah, manufactured. For instance, the one of the rehearsal guys who never quite finished his rehearsal uh, was trying to get inheritance money from his brother. And so he manufactured an additional rehearsal within that rehearsal yeah. to to mimic the same situation with his actor counterpart of his brother and yeah. had to supposedly wipe another actor's ass and everything like that. And that is uh, funny, but definitely manufactured, obviously. I did want to go around and just, Ken, what was like one of the funniest parts of the whole show that you remember? Oh, man. I think it might have been that whole situation, at least, um, where he was trying to create the same situation with the actor version of his brother. I'm not explaining that well, but just when they were revealing that, I thought it was very clever, and I remember chuckling at that. I think the scene that everyone keeps going back to with what's one of the funniest moments is he has now incepted himself into his rehearsal so much that he's um, he has an adult playing a child. Um, and then yeah. they cut to the the guy vaping outside, like yeah. on a break. <laughs> and so I think that's another another one of the paths you can go down on what this show is about. Is I think it's also kind of a criticism of child actors or how child acting works. Hmm. There's this setup. Yeah. Um, so the, cru- the the crux of the show ends up being this woman Angela who wants to rehearse what it would be like to be a mother, and um, the conceit becomes that she's going to watch, she's going to raise child actors. But the way child actor laws work, the children have to be replaced every four hours because otherwise they'll violate labor laws. And, and that's like a hilarious premise. Like it's a hilarious setup. And they show all these like hilarious shots of like a SWAT team of producers coming in and swapping one kid and like throwing another kid in the bedroom. (laughs) And I mean, if you want to start peeling back the layers of the onion on this show, like there's no way that happened for weeks at a time. Right. I mean, Right. it's where the believability of the thing starts to fall apart. It, that shit is so over the top to me that I don't, I don't understand how someone, I guess after I say this, I'm going to ask you guys definitively, but, but let me point this out. That shit is so over the top that I immediately was like completely taken out of it as a real thing. I was like, there's no way this is actually happening. Like there's no way for two weeks, every four hours, a, like they're swapping kids out of this house. You know, the kids got to go to school. Like what is, like when you, like when is this happening? So let me ask you guys definitively, what percentage of this show do you think was real? Like, do you think the show, do you think it was real? Did you go into this? Did you go into this recording 30 minutes ago thinking 100% this was like a real show, like a real documentary? So I I did a little bit of research after I finished the show. Which is hard not to do. Right. Especially after the ending, because I still don't really understand it, which we'll get to in a second. But my research indicated that, yes, all of these people are real. So with that in mind, I took it as yes. But yeah, I definitely lost a little bit of uh, faith in it when, yeah, this was supposed to be going on for weeks at a time at this house where they're swapping kids in and out. 
So I don't know, let's say 90% I thought was real going into it, but you made some good points. So my percentage has dropped since then. Anyway, CJ. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought a, yeah, most or the majority of it was real. Like I, I think at least the interactions are probably mostly real. And just want to say my funniest part was when the kid grows up to be a teenager and he's like overdosing in the bedroom. And Nathan, that was funny to you? <laughs> that was hilarious to me. That was too far for me. I, yeah. I was like, this is too yeah, dark, if you man. Thought this show was, if you thought the show was real, yeah, that's a real fucking dark. <laughs> Ken, Ken, let me ask you this. Because I think another way you could watch this show is that it's like one of the best psychological horror things I have ever seen. <laughs> like for real, right? I mean, like if you yeah. watch, if if you look at it, like Nathan is like a psychopath. Like if like you look at this guy is like fucking crazy, and he's like ruining these people's lives trying to do this rehearsal thing. Like kind of scary, right? Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Well, that, that actually brings it back to kind of what did you think the show was going to be going into it? And my perception of Nathan, having seen Nathan for you, is that he's in my mind, kind of a genius with the way he's able to think up these situations in mm-hmm. very clever ways. So going into that with that lens, I, I just took everything for face value and just obviously thinking that he manufactured all these situations, but that it is, I just appreciated that uh, cleverness more, I think. I yeah. I mean, I think that you could definitely, because the way I understand the way Nathan for you was created is that they sat in a room and they came up with like eight, the eight business ideas and then found the businesses to match those business ideas, right? Like they didn't go to a coffee shop and then come up with dumb Starbucks. They came up with dumb Starbucks and then found the coffee shop that would let them turn it into dumb Starbucks. So there is, that is a a way you can look at the rehearsal. If you want to believe it's real, if you want that you could be like, oh, he's looking for someone who needs an inheritance. And then he'll manufacture this inheritance scheme, mm-hmm. and maybe that's maybe that's possible. But it, the the, the situation, everything is so well; it's too well crafted. Like, there's two other ways to like look at it. Another, well, I guess this is one way to look at it, but it's two different like frames of thought. I also think it can just be like a really great commentary on reality shows. I think it's entirely possible that the idea for the show was let's get people who want to be on a reality show and then make them act and like, and then skewer reality shows. Like let's do a reality show where we make it look like we're pushing people to the edge of like something crazy. Like let's, let, let's make them look like they're doing something crazy. But, but when we get them to come to the show, be like, Hey, look, this is all going to be fake. But if we use you, we don't have to put you in the credits because you're not a sad actor and we can, we can have this, facade that this is a real reality show because you're a real person like you're not really acting we're it's reality but there's so many things about the show that are so well placed um like there's a biblical aspect to it like they're in a raising canes the kids one of the kids, like characters name is adam um there's a huge religious like there's a jewish versus christian thing that happens kind of towards the end you can nathan's playing god like with people's lives, there's like a, and the, and then you want to talk about even more like weird placements of things. The first episode ends with uh, pure imagination from Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory, right? Like a, yeah. a, a movie about uh, bringing people into a place and like, like, like making them do stuff. The final scene of the show, the way Nathan hugs the kid and the way it's framed is the same way Willy Wonka hugs Charlie at the end of the movie. 
like to the hand oh. placement and the rubbing on the back and like the whole thing. Like there's a That's gif of genius. it. Wow. Like it's, it's synced up, which huh. again pushes me towards this is not, I don't think these are real people. I, oh, sorry. They're real well, people. That, that part but I think is they're completely acting, fake. Yeah. Right. They're acting through something. Like they came up with a way to make a document, like a, a, a reality show. They came up with a show that looks like a reality show, but it isn't. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting take. I I personally choose not to believe that. <laughs> just <laughs> just just for my own enjoyment. Yeah. Uh but yeah. that is definitely a very very interesting take on that. I it, it could it very well could be, uh but I'm going to tune that out and put my fingers in my ears. Yeah. Well, let me I mean, let me ask you this. It's it's coming back. Season they're doing a season 2. Right. Yeah. What in the world could season 2 be? <laughs> Especially the way they end the first season. Yeah, it seems like he sort of regrets a lot of his choices. The way it's framed at the end is this whole thing was a mistake. I'm making things worse and I'm helping people more than I'm helping people. So, yeah, yeah, it can only continue to go that direction in my mind. I don't Sort of back to your point, Jim, it it does then definitely feel like an apology for Nathan for you also. He's like pointing out like, by the way, at the end of this, I didn't think this was this went well. <laughs> like this, right. it clearly was yeah. bad. I had a negative effect on a lot of these people. I meant to go back and, and rewatch the show, and and I meant to write down all the times where it seems like the show is talking directly to Nathan. But if you go back and watch it, there's definitely like a lot of like, um, there's a point part where like the fake Angela says to Nathan, um, "I'm gonna butcher this, but I'm gonna paraphrase it." Like. Or even when he's talking to the kid at the end, he's like, you can't prepare for anything. Your life's better when you don't prepare for things. Like, and again, I'm kind of paraphrasing the finale of the show. But like, again, to me, that feels like because the show stars Nathan Fielder as Nathan Fielder, the show to me felt like here's Nathan Fielder. I'm so sorry for what I did to those business owners with Nathan for you. I was just trying to be funny. I, I think the, the thing I'm thinking of that the fake Angela says to him is like, you know, not everything has to be a joke or not everything has to be yeah. like, and it's, there's something along those lines that she says to him. I mean, that's, that's a person talking to Nathan Fielder as Nathan Fielder. Like, yeah. if you believe, if you're to watch this as a reality show, he's getting shit for Nathan for you almost. It's like what I, like, because he, he's trying to do the same show again. Because there's episodes of Nathan for you that are rehearsals. He's done this before. This is not the first time that he's done, he's built sets to like walk people through stuff. So now that you've like, you know, all the way down to a full six episode show of, of doing that one bit and people are telling it, you him like you're full, like this sucks. This is dumb. Like this doesn't work. I think too, it was more, I interpreted those situations where he had the, the fake Angela where he was rehearsing with fake Angela of more like, the audience perspective of being like, I'm sure a lot of people at home are are thinking, why wouldn't this woman react this way? This would be the natural reaction. And so he's letting you in on that of like, trust me, I know most people would probably just like yell at me and say, this is dumb. (laughs) So here is some of that. You get to see me play that out. Yeah, that's more the way I took it as well. But also, I'm a dummy who doesn't look at things critically. <laughs> but no, but that's what's so great about it is like you don't have like you could you watch this anyway. I I have not met a person. So I, you know, everyone has a different idea of what the show was when it's over. But I haven't met anybody who said it's a bad show or I didn't like it. Like everyone yeah. likes it. Yeah, right. You don't have to look at it past what it is. Yeah. I'm just built. For I'm sure. just wired all dumb. Like I just have to watch everything and no, like, figure it that's... all out. 
it's, I mean, it's crazy interesting that, uh, the way that you're, you're viewing these. The, the one thing I do want to touch on that maybe it's something that I just didn't get because I'm, again, a dum-dum. But the very end of the show, the, the last lines are he – well, first of all, the setup is he's pretending to be the mother of this kid that he more or less fucked up uh, who thought that he was his real dad. Um, he tricked so a child been- actor into thinking that he's – the reality show conceit has messed the kid's head up so bad that he thinks Nathan is his dad now. Right. And so now he's rehearsing being the mother of that child mm-hmm. and walking through the motions of going on the show as the mother and things like that. And at the end, she's Nathan, as the mother is explaining to a child actor pretending to be the child, uh, that really he's uh, she's her <laughs> fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh, that Nathan is her, this kid's mother. Uh, but he says, I'm your father, which is the opposite of the point that he's trying to rehearse. And then yeah. the, the kid breaks character and says, wait, I thought you're supposed to be the mother. And he's like, no, I'm your father. And yeah. then they have that embrace that, that Jim mentioned earlier. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. I, 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 mean, I, I think something? it's just like he finally he was like at the end of all that, he's like, you know what? No, I am going to be this kid's dad. <laughs> like I, I will be a father figure. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I, I could definitely just see it as a, as a cliffhanger into a second season. You know, there's, there's already, there's already all this, you know, everyone who's on that show signed fucking 900 NDAs. They can't talk about anything they did on that show. They can't talk about nothing. There's a rumor that the next season's already done. Like it's already in the can. Like it's already like ready to be huh. released at any point. I see. I saw it as a cliffhanger, like into the. I saw it as the bridge into the next season, like then because because that scene takes place in Nathan's set of the house that they were living in earlier in the in the season, and, and so my the way I took it was kind of like, yeah, he breaks, like Nathan totally just breaks. Yeah, I'm your dad, and that's a doorway into season two. Like season two is going to be hmm. Nathan living in the set, like he's like. I mean, how else could you interpret that? that? Yeah. Um, well, one of the one of the things I read online when I was looking it up uh, was that a lot of people thought that the ending of this, whether or not there was going to be a second season, was going to be a big reveal that the whole show, even the parts that were "quote unquote" real, was a rehearsal to for season two. <laughs> maybe, maybe for season two. Who knows? No, and uh, I mean the pro- the problem is is that the show was so popular that. I kind of wonder if I don't know if season two is is, in, is done like like I've heard the rumors because I think coming into season two and it being like ah we were just rehearsing or like it becomes so like I've thought like oh maybe the meta is that like season two is a sitcom and it stars those characters like Nathan and like and they never acknowledge the first season they're just like it's a sit oh we were rehearsing for a TV show that we're filming now. But that seems too easy in a way. Like th- that's yeah. that's not meta enough to me at this point. Like right. this show is so many layers of fucking crazy that to yeah. just come back and be like, oh yeah, like there there would be two disappointing things I think that could happen in season two. It's just another set of rehearsals. Like that would be what would that? I mean, that's that wouldn't make sense. Or it's just this like, or like I said, it's like oh now it's a sitcom. Unless you can peel the layers back of a sitcom, unless he's just deconstructing a sitcom, like maybe that's what, maybe you'll, well, the first episode is going to be the pilot of a sitcom and you'll be like, okay, I get it. I see what he did. He rehearsed a show and now he filmed the show. 
But in the same way this show devolves into madness, mm-hmm. I got to imagine you could devolve that into something crazy too. Yeah, that's not a yeah. bad idea. It would be him pretending to be an audience member for the fake taping of the pilot that's not real of this show. I'm telling you, Ken, what if it's a horror show? What if it turns into like one of the greatest <laughs> just horror just murders series? all of them? I would love that. All the, he, that like, would be wild. My brain would explode. <laughs> and all the child actors are murdered in a closet. Like, he killed them all. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm your crazy. dad. Just go over here and then yep. <laughs> off them. Turns out he killed all the kids. Uh-huh. And it's a documentary, right? Because everything's real. So that would have had mm-hmm. to really happen. Yeah. And that'd be great. I'm down for it. Well, I think it might be time uh, to do a little trivia. What do you guys think? Yep. Yes. All right. It's time for... Hey, did you do that? Perfect. Uh, this is the part of the show where we put our guests to CJ head-to-head as who knows the most about what we watch. Jim, CJ, are you two ready? Ready. As Good. ready as all right. can be. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of questions on this. Yeah, no I tried idea. to pull. Yeah. Almost nothing is about the actual show. It's, I have like two <laughs> questions about Nathan Fielder, and that's it. So here we go. Uh, first question How many seasons did Nathan for you run for? Oh, no was idea. Six? Oh, I was going to say like three. See, you gets the point because you're closer. It's four. Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was on for six years total. I think. Oh, that could be. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. All right. Next question. How long did the viral dumb Starbucks coffee store stay open for? Three days. Really? I thought it would. It felt like forever because it was, <laughs> was the only thing people were talking about when it happened. Uh-huh. I was going to say like a month. Yeah, Jim gets the point. It was like three or four days. Dang. It was shut down on the fourth day because they didn't have any licenses to operate. Oh. Okay. And... <laughs> Unfortunately, we're tied up, so we'll, then we'll do one more and then a tiebreaker. What is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage closest? Oh, actually, no. This is the tiebreaker, so just closest. Yeah. Uh, 95. Oh, wow. I think, that's, I think that's low, actually. I'll go 94, then. CJ's our winner! 94% oh. is exactly right. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> Which is really high. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, critics love this. I was just yeah. you think the audience score was? Oh, that's got to be lower because people got freaked out by it, thinking it's real. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go 89. I'll still say like 92. I think it's up there. Yeah, Jim's closer. 87. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There were people who were very disturbed by the ending. Of yeah. It. Like, because if you think mm-hmm. that that's real, like if you think that, that the show is real, and if it, okay. I mean, who knows? Like I said, maybe it is. I could be completely wrong. It could be 100 percent real. If it is, yeah, it's real fucked up. Like, that ending is real crazy. Yeah. Which, uh, speaking of fucked up, I just want to backtrack. The The part that I found funny was Nathan's acting. It wasn't that the kid was overdosing. It was Nathan Fielder, this very stoic, deadpan guy going, I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know. Like, it was him freaking out. That made me start laughing real hard. Lead with that next time. <laughs> next time you go, you know what's funny? Nathan, the way Nathan jokingly reacted, reacted to the fake kid overdosing. I was yeah. setting the scene. I was giving context. <laughs> Dear God. That was a funny part. <laughs> well, is it time for ratings? Ratings. Ratings. Jim, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate the rehearsal for you? Nathan, for you. <laughs> the, the Nathan re- rehearsal for me is a 10 out of 10. It's, wow. It's wow. A it's, it's maybe my favorite show of all time. 
Wow. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. No matter how you want to look at it, no matter how you want to slice it up, no matter what you think it is, it's fucking incredible. And I can't wait for season two. It is unbelievable. It does just, yeah. The way it unfolds is brilliant. Oh, like I said, you know, something that I think I maybe could have hit on a little bit better uh, earlier that how that first episode trips your brain into thinking yeah. that it's another Nathan for you. Like, cause there's mm-hmm. nothing weird happens in the first one, except for right. like, you know, everything like, except for the fact that it, he built a yeah, set sure. of the guy's that house. It exists. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The fact that it exists is crazy. And you think it can't get any crazier than this. This motherfucker bought, built a set of a guy's apartment building and a bar. And regardless mm-hmm. of whether you think that that set is real, I have doubt. I start to think that maybe that set isn't real. I think they may have filmed the whole thing in the bar. I, I think that may not be real, but well, we don't get into that. But whatever you you watch that first episode, you go, "This is the craziest reality show I've ever seen. Who could ever top this?" And then it only gets fucking crazier. Yeah. And the one of the most brilliant things is that first episode. The way it tricks your brain and be like, "Oh yeah, this is real. That guy is real because you can find him. He's on Facebook. Court, his name's Court." Look him up. Mm-hmm. He's, he's done trivia in the past. You'll find him. But mm-hmm. it only gets crazier. It did exactly that for me also. I was like, oh, okay, that's what this show is. Just each Every, episode is going to be a different one. And then it's like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> everyone who I talk to who thinks that I'm the asshole for saying it's not, it's probably not real, all their examples come from the first episode. They go, oh, but the trivia guy is real and that bar is real. And, and and they do trivia nights and, hmm. and you get free pizza or whatever. I've seen, I know that place. I've been in that bar. And the way it's filmed, with like, yeah, it's 100% real. Nah, that first episode's a magic trick. That first episode's a fool your brain into thinking the rest of it is real. Interesting. I like that. Huh. Yeah, we got to look up Angela now. See if he's a... She's uh, on Cameo. You can get a Cameo. Wow. Great. I can't wait for her to pull a Bible quote for me. Yeah, yeah she probably does. By the way, Angela's an actress. She's been mm. in stuff. Oh. But she's not on IMDb. Because she, she, it's not... She's like a... She's been in plays and stuff. Hmm. Like her church's play? Maybe. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Interesting. I want to know m- more of Angela's backstory. Yeah, We're I talking about I drinking 40s on the corner. and Yeah, she sounds like a real cool cat. Yeah, <laughs> at, at a, up until a certain point. Yeah, was a real cool set. <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, I yeah, I like I said, had no idea really what to expect other than Nathan Fielder. But yeah, I think like talking about it more has probably only improved my score. I think I might be up to like a nine at this point. It it was. Exactly that. The first first episode, I finished it. I was like, okay, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Like typical Nathan Fielder stuff. And then second episode I was like, okay, this woman's interesting. Let's see where <laughs> this goes. Is like, oh wait, they didn't end the rehearsal, huh? Okay, mm-hmm. let's check out episode three. What's going on there? Okay, but wait, now he's started like a new one, but this one is still happening. How is that going to work? And then it's just like, oh, holy shit. This is so meta and like keeps going and going. And by the end of it, you're like, god damn. He really like just kept pushing and pushing it. So yeah, I, I think I'm at a nine. This was really interesting and there's nothing else like this out there. He's the like one of the most original people, I think. For sure. Uh, for me... Uh, yeah, no, definitely talking about it has, has helped my overall opinion. Uh, 
especially, I mean, it's, you brought a very in, like different ways of thinking about it that I definitely haven't hadn't thought about it up until this point that make it even more interesting to me. I don't know. I I want to rate it based on I guess just my enjoyment of the show, and and I'm just yeah. probably just going to do that based on you know how much I enjoyed it during while I was watching it. So yeah, everything CJ said holds for me. Except I think the end went a little too far in terms of the comedic value wore off a bit when they went down the final rehearsals of him replaying his interactions with the kid with different ages and different uh, dummies and things like that. Lost me a little bit, but I mean, it's only a small part of the show. I'm going to give it like an eight and a half for me, I think. I, I definitely nice. think it's it's very solid for sure. Very funny. Definitely want to see season two. And yeah, just... It, bonkers crazy yeah genius now can you imagine if we had followed over talking protocols and you had only watched the first episode yeah that's yeah that was a i good get point. your point now <laughs> why yeah. you said yeah you made a point to say like you have to watch all of it you gotta yeah. watch the whole thing you're absolutely right can yeah. you, I, the, the conversation would not have even worked because i would no. have just been right. like you have no fucking idea what's coming like after <laughs> right. like, all this um yeah, you guys were like, yeah, we're just going to watch the first one. I was like, you absolutely cannot just watch it's, the first it's one. Not, it's not episodic. Yeah. yeah. No, right. It, 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 yeah, it's released episodically. But I can't imagine, you know, I binged it. I couldn't get enough of yeah. it. I can't imagine what the tension, well, I don't know. Would there have been more or less tension if you had watched it week over week? Like, because they don't really end on cliffhangers. It just kind of ends like, yeah, I don't know. Hey, we did the rehearsal. I wonder <laughs> if people who watched it week over week watched it more in the mindset of a reality show. Oh, I watched six episodes of a reality show, whereas I watched a three-hour movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I when, watched all of this in like two days, I think. I, I split it up. So I probably watched it over like five or six days. Oh, I watched okay. maybe like two episodes one day. But yeah, most most days I was watching just one. So, but I mean, you know, back to back to back days. Um, My wife had uh, COVID, and so she was quarantined to our bedroom. So I had the TV to myself, and I was like, oh, I heard the rehearsal is good. And I just watched all three hours of it in one terrifying white knuckle thrill ride. <laughs> <laughs> Great pick. This was, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah good call. Joke. Well, uh, I guess I could probably never make up for big money hustlers, but I hope that <laughs> I hope that I try this at least take some of the sting off of yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Big money hustlers. I think that's still our go-to reference of what's the worst thing we've ever done on the show. It is. <laughs> Probably I, that. I, still is. Yeah. I listened. Broke that early. You know, <laughs> thank you. You know, uh, I was, you know, was going to bring, because it was another show that kind of, uh, it didn't grip me in the same way like this, but I, I thought, oh, if, if I ever go back and over-talking this particular show, I want to talk about. Uh, but it was last week's episode, The Bear, is something that I watched. Mm. Um, ah. uh, kind of all at once because again, I was like six episodes in like two and a half hours or something. Um, yeah, should watch that show too. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, go watch, go listen to that and go watch The Bear. That's a good show too. That's like two weeks ago by the time this comes out. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> episode 270. Sorry, so I did, forgot. did you ever see The Bear? Because I know cousin uh, Mike did, but yeah, I've I, heard good things. I, I need to get around to it one of these days. Yeah, cousin Mike keeps talking about it, he's a big huh. fan. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either, but I do intend on watching it. Yeah, I hear it's let really tell, good. Let me tell you something. The the gulf of dissonance between your acting on the Cousin Mike episode and the acting by the people in this show is just uh, miles acting. apart. Miles apart. What acting? Miles I wasn't apart. there. <laughs> miles apart. 
<laughs> you should go to the Nathan Fielder School of Acting. I think you should take that cousin Mike. <laughs> should it look fun? Yeah. Dear God. Take that Teaching cousin a class Mike on how to stalk here. people. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> go to go to go to uh, go to Arlington Heights and find a Bears fan and mm-hmm. uh, mimic every action. Well, I think I think that's it, Jim. Thank you for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug at the end here? Uh, I do a video game podcast called Bullshot. I've been doing it for what feels like my whole life, uh, and I'm probably just doomed to do it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the first 20 minutes of every episode is just me and my friend bullshitting about whatever we did that week, uh, and then we talk about video games, the video games we've been playing, the video games we want to play, and all the video game news that we can fit into a single episode. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at J-I-M-P-L-A. C-H-Y, where I mostly tweet about video games uh, and watching the rehearsal. Um, yeah, Jim's got like a 300 tweet thread going about all these theories. <laughs> yeah, go go read all my tweet threads. That's it. I think that's it. Yeah, listen to Bullshot. Yeah, listen to Bullshot. It's, yeah. uh, it's much There's much an episode with podcast. Ken on it. You need a place to start. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't check that one out. I don't say much. <laughs> well, that's our fault. Like, that's... Nah, that's that's on me. I don't know. Bulldoze over everybody. We bullshot, bulldozing. You got all yeah. bullshitting. It's, it's all there? the bulls on that so podcast. I, I mentioned this on, on an episode of Bullshot, but um, if you if you Google search Bullshot Podcast, we come up. like We're pretty high up. We've been doing this for 20 years or whatever. Yeah. So we come up pretty high. But then there are more popular podcasts than us. Did you know that like there's literally just like – any word and bullshit is the name of a podcast. Like, if you want to do a movie podcast, movies and bullshit. Crocheting and bullshit. <laughs> Just bullshitting about gardening. Like, go look. Go look next That's time. Go in your podcast. Not surprising at all. I believe it. I believe <laughs> yeah. it. And you'll find a million podcasts where we're bullshit in the title. Because get it? Because you're bullshitting. Yeah. And you're talking I mean, about a thing. That's literally, I mean, just our podcast name is just a synonym for bullshitting. So it's... <laughs> <Sure>. yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's we, we need oh. to get it added to Webster's one of these days. They'll write me back. <laughs> Great. CJ, what do we have? You can follow us on all the things at OvertalkingPod. Email us at OvertalkingPod at gmail.com. Go to our website, OvertalkingPod.party. You can type in the word Jim. Find these previous episodes like Bin, Big Money Hustlers. That was very early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got us started in a terrible way. Uh, I think that was also maybe one of the records where we did like two in one day. Yeah. Yeah. So we were probably pretty exhausted by that too. Uh, yeah, but that was a fun one. Yeah, Jim's was the second one. <laughs> if I can recommend an episode that I was on, the Christmas episode with the night they say Christmas. Oh God, yeah. I think that's oh, a top yeah. ten over talking episode. That movie is uh, almost as bananas as the rehearsal. Yes, and it's just a Christmas <laughs> movie. That movie's as bonkers. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, check that one out. And real bad. <laughs> when are we doing big money wrestlers or big? What is it? Yeah. Big Money Russell's. Their cowboy sequel. Their cowboys, yeah. I'd be down. I don't know. (laughs) One of these days, we're going to take the podcast to the gathering. Let's just go to the gathering. Great. And just record the podcast. Live? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming to you from the Porta Potty Pit. (laughs) Oh, no, they're here. (sighs) You know what that sound means. It's it's the Overtalking Overlords. Yeah. They, they show up at the end of every episode to remind me to remind you. If you like the show, please go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review. Reviews would help people find this podcast. Also, we spend no money in advertising. So if you like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And they're gone. 
CJ, what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? I'm pretty sure it's Cousin Eric's episode. If that's the case, then we are watching the Foo Fighters horror movie, Studio 666. Whoa. It's going to lead us in straight into Spooky Month. That's right. Perfect segue. Segue. <laughs> you don't have to play it. No, I did it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> and as we always say... I don't know what's happening. He's dying. I don't know what's wrong. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's wrong. Help. Bye. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited by CJ and produced by Ken and CJ. Special guest this week was Jim Plackey from the Bullshot Podcast. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. Carafe. Oh, I was trying to think of the word carafe, not a thermos. Ugh.